Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always. Everybody, good morning and uh, welcome to Christ Community Chapel. I am so, so glad uh, to be with you. I hated missing uh, last week, at least being here in person. Uh, welcome those of you who are tuning in online. Uh, I want you to know we miss you. Uh, we can't wait for you to get back here with us. Welcome those of you over at our East service and those of you here at the West service. All right, this is January. And January always strikes me as being uh, fresh and new. Um, part of that, I guess, comes from uh, being after Christmas where uh, some of us got new things and we're wearing those new things. I am sporting these new socks because uh, my daughter, Becca, gave me these new socks. She assures me it's what the, new, the cool kids are wearing. So I'm wearing them. Uh, we make resolutions. We decide we're going to lose weight. We're going to read books. We're going to get in shape. Whatever it is, here at Christ Community Chapel, every January we cast a vision. And the idea of a vision is not unlike that of a resolution in some ways, because uh, many times a resolution is a plan to do what we know we should have already been doing, right? And uh, we know that without a plan, it's so easy to end up in the exact same place at the end of the year as we are right now. So a vision is part of that plan. You know, we had these collages uh, made that hang on the the sound panels here in the sanctuary. And if you're over in East Hall, you should make it over here to take a look. These, uh, these collages represent kind of the road that we have been on as a church since we started. And each collage stands for a decade because in June of this year, we turned 40 as a church. And we wanna, the vision is really what the next collages are gonna look like. So we have this 30-year vision we are calling Reimagine. Reimagine. All right. In the New Testament, the disciples, before they met Jesus, they had an idea of what their life was going to be like. And everything changed when Jesus came to them and said simply, follow me. Because they decided they were going to go where Jesus wanted them to go, and they were going to do whatever Jesus wanted them to do. And that's us, that's our church, that's the image I want you to have because that's what's in my head, that of Jesus walking right into the middle of this church and saying to each one of us, follow me. And every single one of us saying, okay, I am all in. I will do what you want me to do. I will go where you want me to go, right? But in order to answer those questions, what, what does Jesus want us to do? What is Jesus, where does Jesus want us to go? We have to look at scripture. So that's why I had Jim and Barb College and their family read Matthew chapter 28. And it is great to have Jim and Barb College reading scripture throughout this month. Of course, if you don't know, Jim College is the founding pastor of our church. And it struck me, I'm so grateful to Jim and Barb because if they had not been willing 
to say to Jesus, I will go where you want me to go. I will do what you want me to do. There would be no Christ Community Chapel. So I am so, so grateful to them. But they read Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. It comes right at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. It is the final instructions that Jesus gives his disciples before he ascends into heaven. It's commonly called the Great Commission. It is this, uh, this crazy, outrageous, you know, enormous task, impossible task that Jesus tells his disciples, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How overwhelmed would you feel if you were one of the disciples? If you were a fisherman who had never been further than 30 miles from the place where you were born, you'd be thinking, I don't even know what, what other nations look like, sound like, dress like. How am I going to reach them? I don't even know. It's easy to get overwhelmed, but Jesus does something that is absolutely brilliant, I think. He gives us this great task that we are to do, but he gives that task in between two wonderful promises. The task is to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to do all that I have commanded you. And right before he says that, he says this in verse 18, and Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then after he gives them the task, he says this in verse 20, Behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus gives them this task, but he puts it right between a promise of his power, all authority has been given to me, and his presence, behold, I am with you. It's like a, <laughs> it's a Jesus sandwich between power and presence of Jesus. And so I brought these uh, pieces of bread, uh, not just because I love uh, props, I do. But because I want every time you make a sandwich from now on, I want it to flicker across your brain that the way that you live in the midst of the power and the presence of Jesus is to be about this great command. I don't know about you, I long to experience the power of Jesus in my life. I long to experience the presence of Jesus but what Jesus is saying is, if you want my power, my presence, then be about this command to go into all the nations, to bring me to everyone. And that's what he is doing. So for us right here at Christ Community Chapel, that is what we are going to be about. As we look at this, at this reimagined vision what I want you to know is I'm going to unpack in the next three weeks how we plan to obey this command of Jesus. Right now, I'm calling this particular message the command of Jesus and the commitment of Christ Community Chapel, the command of Jesus and the commitment of CCC. This week, I want to look at the, the destination, uh, where we, the end game, what the collages are going to look like, what we want them to look like, 30 years from now. Next week, I want us to look at the mechanism of what, it, what we will use to help us become disciples and to make disciples. Because you have to be a disciple if you're going to make a disciple. 
And then the final week, I'm going to talk about how each one of us fits into this invitation of Jesus to go and do something just absolutely extraordinary. Now, when you read the Gospels, what you find is the disciples learning about Jesus. But when you read the book of Acts, what you find is as they go to make disciples, they live right in the midst of that power and the presence of Jesus. But it's not just in the New Testament. Uh, Hudson Taylor was a man who, is, uh, who was credited with bringing Christianity to, the, to mainland China. And before he died, Christianity had made this small foothold in China. Now, missiologists estimate there are as many as 200 million Christians in China who can trace their, their commitment to Jesus all the way back to Hudson Taylor and when he did what he did. And I've read a biography of Hudson Taylor, and it's obvious that he lived right in the midst of that sandwich, the presence and the power of Jesus. And Hudson Taylor was known was famously known for saying that if you're going to attempt anything great for God, then you go through three stages. First, it is impossible, then it's difficult, and then it's done. It's impossible, then it's difficult, then it's done. What would it be like here in Northeast Ohio if 30 years from now, missiologists look back and they say, Northeast Ohio has been radically changed. And it began when a group of people decided in mass to say, we will do what Jesus wants us to do. We will go where Jesus wants us to go. We will live right in the middle of the power and the presence of Jesus. So that's what we're looking at. Well, let's talk about the end game, the destination. We wanted to make uh, the kind of three big goals for Reimagine in the next 30 years. We wanted to make them easy to remember. So here they are. Everyone, every community, everywhere. Everyone, every community, everywhere. Let's talk about everyone. Last week, we looked at the verse, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says this to them. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of of the earth. Jesus looks at his disciples and he tells them uh, what they are. They are to be his witnesses and then where they are. And he starts right where they are in Jerusalem and then he goes out in concentric circles, almost like a bullseye. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the end of the earth. If Jesus was talking to us right here in 2021 at the corner of Terex and 303, he would say, you are to be my witnesses in Hudson. And many of us live in Hudson. And then he would say, in Summit County, because there are many of us who live in Cauga Falls and Stowe and uh, Monroe Falls and Twinsburg and Macedonia and around this area. And then he would say in Northeast Ohio, for those who live outside of that circle, and then to the ends of the earth. Now, whenever somebody becomes a Christian, Whenever someone is reconciled to God through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, it is the Holy Spirit who does that. We don't make Christians. The Holy Spirit does. But we can bring people close to Jesus. We can bring people close to Jesus. 
In Matthew chapter 9, there's this great story of a man who was paralyzed. And Jesus had come to his village, but he couldn't get to Jesus. But he had four friends. And they decided they were going to get him close to Jesus. They knew they couldn't heal him, but they could get him close. So they put him on a stretcher and they carried him to the house where Jesus was teaching. But it was so packed, they couldn't get their friend close. So they climbed up on the roof. They hoisted him up on the roof and they dug a hole in the roof and they lowered him down to Jesus. And then Jesus not only healed him of his paralysis, but he forgave him of his sins. Listen, you can bring someone close to Jesus. There's a reason that story is in the Bible, right? There are other stories where Jesus goes and he finds the people, but this story, this man needed some friends who would bring him close to Jesus. This is our big goal for everyone, is that in 30 years, this is what our goal is at Christ Community Chapel, that, that everyone within a 10-mile radius of this church would have a Christ-following friend who would want to bring them close to Jesus. In 30 years, everyone, can you imagine everyone in every neighborhood and every school within a 10-mile radius having a, a Christ-following friend who wants to bring them close to Jesus? And what that would mean is that that would have to become a part of our identities. And this is what I mean by that. If somebody asked me who I am, I would say, well, I'm, I'm Joe, I'm the, the husband of Karen. I'm the father of Jeremy and Rachel and Becca. I'm a father-in-law, I'm a grandfather, and I'm a Christ-following friend for Brandon and Mike. This is what I want you to do. I want you to start thinking of every group you're a part of, of your fantasy football league, of your workplace, of your school, of your team, of your hobby, of your country club, of your bowling league. I don't care what it is. And you need to look at the group of people and say, do they all have a Christ-following friend or am I it? Am I the one for them? Because this is our prayer. Our prayer is in the next 30 years that 10,000 people within a 10-mile radius come to know Jesus as their Savior. And that will mean we need to bring tons of people close to Jesus. But this is what I want you to imagine. One whole collage just filled with people being baptized. Dozens of people, hundreds of people being baptized. And when I say baptized, I use that because that's what Jesus says. Jesus says, go make disciples, baptizing them. And that is the sign that you have become a follower of Jesus. So if you are a follower of Jesus and you have not yet been baptized, you need to, not because I tell you to, but because Jesus says it. But this is what I want you to know. Now, there's a commercial running right now. It's a commercial about banking and it ends with banking reimagined, right? And I like the commercial because what he's saying is this, Imagine banking the way it really should be, the way you would love it to be. And this is what I want you to imagine. Imagine what a church service would be like when you look up on stage and there are people lined up to be baptized, some of them you know, some of them you love, here in the sanctuary over in East Hall. And it's happening every single 
weekend, what would that be like? That's our first goal. Everyone, that everyone within a 10-mile radius would have a Christ-following friend who wants to bring them close to Jesus. The second great goal is every community. Every community. About six years ago, I was talking to my friend Jeff Bogue. He's the pastor of Grace Church over in Bath. Great guy, great church. And we were talking about our churches and we were doing campuses and everything. And and then uh, he said something that struck me. He said, you know, Joe, I was thinking that no matter how big our churches get, I feel like God's going to hold us responsible for this whole area, for all of Northeast Ohio. And I was going, man, I think you're right. So we started thinking more about church planting. We started supporting some church planters, and that's how I got to know uh, Pastor Zach. He had planted a church in Cleveland Heights, right in University Circle. And when we were talking one time, he began to talk about the communities surrounding University Circle and how they needed a gospel preaching church. And that led us to start Orchard NEO, which is uh, one of our, our church planting initiative here at Christ Community Chapel. We called it Orchard because we wanted that image of a lot of different trees because uh, a single tree, no matter how big it is, cannot compete with an orchard for the amount of fruit that it can produce. And so we began to look at communities and to try to find communities that needed a gospel preaching church. And we had kind of a a four-part criteria to determine whether a community had a gospel preaching church. The church first had to adhere to basic Christian orthodoxy, which means they had to believe that Jesus, through his life, death, and resurrection, was the only way for people to be reconciled to God and that the Bible is true. The second criteria was that they had to have a biblical view of sexuality because that is the litmus test in our culture uh, to tell whether you take the Bible seriously or not, whether the Bible is your authority or culture is your authority. The third criteria is that it needed to have a critical mass of 100 people. And then finally, it had to have a website that showed us that they were determined to try to reach their community. And what we found were there were 60 communities in Northeast Ohio of 5,000 people or more who didn't have a single gospel preaching church. Now, we could be wrong. There might be a gospel preaching church in one of those communities, but they they can always use another one. Like I was thinking about here in Hudson, like we have a fairly large church. We might have, I don't know, 3,000 Hudsonites who come here. And there are like 30,000 people in Hudson. That leaves 27,000 people for for a good church to find, right? So any community can use another gospel preaching church, but we feel like there are 60 with none. And so our goal in the next 30 years is to plant a church in every single one of those communities. That's two a year. Last year, we planted our first two. We planted in Mayfield Heights, Jeremy King, and that's called Story Church. And then John Ashley down in Goodyear Heights, and that's called Wingfoot. This coming year in the late fall of 2021, we'll plant our next two churches, Josh Hibbard in Canton and Ray Byrne in Shaker Heights. Right? So I want you to think of the next collage as being a collage of just churches. No, wait, no, not churches, people standing outside of churches, all smiling and saying, this is a place where I found Jesus. I found a, somebody to tell me about Jesus right in my neighborhood. So that's it. First, 
everyone within a 10-mile radius to have a Christ-following friend, every community in Northeast Ohio to have a gospel-preaching church, and finally, everywhere, everywhere. Jesus says, go into every nation, every nation. And no one church can reach every nation. But we feel like here at Hudson that we have the resources to go beyond Northeast Ohio. In fact, we have done that ever since our inception. We have always been trying to partner with people around the world to bring Christ everywhere. Like right now, whether you realize it or not, we are participating in helping India Gospel League plant 400 churches in five years in a province called Sindahar. We are involved with a ministry uh, called Crossings in inner city Akron, where Bina Paisley has this great ministry to refugees from dozens of different countries where the nations have come right here. Bill Lawrence continues to minister to Rome and Italy. And we have, you know, like five years ago, we had this dream of having a, a place where people who are struggling with addiction could come and, be, and get close enough to Jesus to be healed by Jesus. It's called Restore Addiction Recovery. It opens tomorrow. All right, how cool is that? Yeah. Now, this is the deal. I was talking to a, a Bruce uh, Britton years ago. Uh, Bruce and Carol Britton are, were missionaries to Swaziland for 35 years, amazing couple. And he was telling me how important the partnership was between what he was doing in Swaziland and us here at Christ Community Chapel. And he took me to a passage of scripture. Uh, it was 1 Samuel chapter 30. It was, the, it was really a strange passage, I thought. And the, the passage was a story about David when David had a standing kind of army of 400 men and they were out doing their thing and they, their village was raided. Their camp was raided by uh, some terrorists who grabbed their women and children and all their stuff and hauled it off. And when David came back with his men and found they were gone, he, everybody got all uh, ready and they went after the terrorists to try to rescue their wives and children and, and to reclaim all their stuff. And some of the soldiers ended up staying by the baggage and then others went and fought the terrorists. They ended up coming back and some of the soldiers thought, said to David, we don't want to share uh, the stuff that we recovered with the soldiers that stayed back. And David said, oh no, no, we will share equally with them. And then Bruce told me this. He said, Joe, that's what missions is like. Is that not everybody can go, but when you support us, then you become partners with us in what God is doing where we are. And that's what we want to do at Christ Community Chapel. Some of us will go. We will have children and grandchildren who will go in the next 30 years to the nations, but we will be the ones too to support and strengthen them like we have always done. And our goal is this, that in the next 30 years, we want to give $30 million over the next 30 years to support missions and what God is doing all around the world. And so one whole collage, just imagine all the prayers that we will be able to answer. All the ministries that will say, just when we, we didn't know how we were going to do that, then Christ Community Chapel came through. So this is it. 
And you want to know the end game, what the next collages will look like. This is what we want them to look like. Everyone, every community, everywhere. Why? Because it's the command of Jesus. And how are we going to do it? We're going to do it because we want to live, we will live right smack dab in the middle of the power and the presence of Jesus and go on this adventure with him. We will become someone's Christ-following friend. We will help in planting churches in the 60 communities in Northeast Ohio. We will support missions around the world. And then we will watch as God fills in the collages with stuff that is unbelievable. Reimagine life because of Jesus. Reimagine this church because of Jesus. I want you to reimagine Northeast Ohio because of Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we come to you, and I'm so grateful for where you have brought our church for the last four decades, for all that these collages represent. Thank you for Jim and Barb College, who responded when you said for them to follow you, that they decided to go wherever you wanted them to go and to do whatever you wanted them to do. And so here we are. I pray now as we look out on the next 30 years, I pray that you will do uh, just amazing things. I pray that every person here will experience what it feels like to be right in the middle of your power and your presence that we will see collages fill out with amazing things of people being baptized and communities being reached and the world being told that they have a savior and his name is Jesus. Help us to do all of that as you do your work inside of each one of us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.